1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi. You're
2: rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Baby, Grizzlies, Grizzlies, Grizzlies. One of the best stories in the NBA, certainly. They are now winners of a franchise record tying 11 straight games. Give it up for them, Brad, after a tight 115-114 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. Yes, Dylan Brooks with the block on Darius Garland to end the game. I'm going to get this line out. I've said it a couple times. I'm going to do it on the air they like the Staple Singers right now. They just want to do it again. Do it again. Do it. Do it. That's 11, baby. Going to be going for 12 on Friday night against the Lakers. But we got a lot to talk about before that. There it is. That sweet old jam. Staples Singer. Timeless, I would say. Great music. And it certainly applies here. Mm, want to do it again. That's all the Grizzlies do is win. And they did it again, as we said last night. And they needed to. Because let me tell you this, Denver's on that do-it-again right now as well. All they do is win. They won the uh, second half of a back-to-back. Uh, so the Grizzlies right now are having to keep pace, still a half game off the pace. That's okay, though, um, because right now everything is good with these Memphis Grizzlies. Hey, don't forget about that Jaron Jackson block, too, on Darius Garland. Did you see Desmond Bain? Did you see John Morant? Oh, it's a sweet thing right now watching these Memphis Grizzlies.
3: It is. It is. And you're right, 11 of them things uh, in it. a row for the Grizz. And, 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 and again, I, I thought a very impressive win last night, even I know even though I know there was no Donovan Mitchell. Um, that's still a good team um, 100%. That, that had a lead on you there late, and uh, and you find a way to get it done. That is the mark of a champ getting a win in that way. So we will get into that today here on the show. Drew Hill's going to join us at 1125. Do it. We'll, we'll talk to him about that uh, game last night, the streak the Grizzles are on, how long this thing can last. Uh, he'll join us at 11.25, and then at 1.25, Brian Scalabrini All right. is going to join us. Long-time friend of the show. He's got a lot to be excited about. The Celtics take on the Warriors tonight uh, in a championship rematch, and a rematch from earlier this season when the Warriors thumped they, them. The Warriors won that game, that's right. Yeah, they thumped him in that one, so I'm sure the Celtics will be uh, quite ready for this one tonight uh, on the road at Boston, so we'll Get into all of that today here on the show. Uh, looking forward to it. But yes, the Memphis Grizzlies last night extend their winning streak, tying a franchise record uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They win one fifteen to one fourteen. Stephen Adams with the game yep, winner. Yep. Of all people, man, I,
2: I left him out. I should have mentioned that. That was
3: big. Yeah, John Morant drives to the cup, can't quite get it to go, but good thing there is Steven Adams uh, the big Kiwi to clean it up and put it in for the win um you know I was I was I was fascinated by the fact that Cleveland did not call a timeout after that yeah because it was very obvious to me and I think everybody that Darius Garland really didn't know where to go like I think I think his first re was pretty jammed up there and then of course it led to a game winning block from Dylan Brooks, but like that offensive possession really never got going.
2: Well, I think it's different because you don't have Donovan in there. You've got LaVert in there instead, and you yep. get to the end of a game, you've got to make a decision. And yep. Yeah, you're in that spot, and it looked a little discombobulated. It did. Uh, I-, I think a lot of that was the Grizzlies, too.
3: Oh, absolutely. And,
2: and them tightening-, tightening the screws defensively there at the end, clearly.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, you had 15 from Jaron, 13 from Steven Adams, and a double-double, 24 from Ja, 25 from Desmond, Santi Aldama, 16. That man there. Yeah, he was big. He was big. He's last opening
2: night. eyes all over the league. Yes, he is. Yes, he. Is. He. He is. The, yeah, Monty talking about him the other day. I mean,
3: you're talking about a a a bench now with him, Brandon Clark, Tyus Jones, Zaire, Zaire. You
2: know, I mean, it's. That's what I'm saying. I know last night's only three, but the way he's played of late, we yep. talked about when this bench finally
3: gets settled in and doesn't have yep. to start games for starters. Yep, could be one of the best in the league. No, look, there were a few things that I think to take out of that one, and 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 you always got to really be careful with injecting too much what? meaning into a regular season game especially with Donovan Mitchell not even
2: playing. I I, I still I I was hoping that you would come in here and, and guarantee championship or at I, least a finals appearance after that win last night. Well, We're I,
3: not getting that? I think again, I think what and that what you set it up as yesterday. If they win they're going to the White House? Yes. Absolutely. Well, I um,
2: can't wait to see you, Biden.
3: But but yeah, I mean I think um what what was true about the grizzlies before the game is certainly still true after. I don't think anything uh fundamentally changed about what they can achieve, what they can do. Right. I mean, these are these are the things that they're doing night in and night out.
2: Um But you hadn't had many of these close games of late. Yeah. Where you're down late, you got to make some plays, got to hit some free throws. John Murray yeah. did. Takes you, you know, getting a tip from Stephen Adams like, you know, being in that situation obviously a good thing for this team as well.
3: I never really felt like <clears throat> uh, the Grizzlies were going to lose that game. I don't know about you, but I I just really Oh, I
2: had some thoughts there late that they might.
3: Yeah. I just felt like with their with their guys like they're just going to find a way to do it, especially at home. If it was on the road, I, I think it's probably a different story. 20 and 3 now. Just a uh,
2: Denver improved to 21 and 3, so you're 20 just, and three you're at 1 home. off the
3: pace. 16 and 3 against one the East. win. That's a good mark. It's a good mark. Couple things. Dylan Brooks got the game-winning block last night on Darius Garland. Um and he, he didn't he didn't play well really at all from uh from the offensive side of the of the court. Yeah, didn't
2: hit a three over five. Uh
3: eight points in thirty-one minutes. But you know he can he can he can fill it up when necessary. I just I, I watched the uh postgame interview there with Fish and, and they were just talking about the play, and in the process of answering the questions, Zaire comes over, Xavier Tillman comes over, and they start chanting first team, first team. And Dylan and i like i respect him for this like he literally stops talking closes his eyes and you can you can see him and he nods you can see him sort of like envisioning and agreeing like yes i deserve to be on first team all nba defense um like he, he he cares about it a lot he wants it i don't know if he's going to get it but i love the fact that in a regular season where half the league doesn't care, half the league is just, you know, hung over from a road trip or what have you, here's Dylan Brooks who was, like, identified, you know, something that's super meaningful to him, you know. Like he – that is his personal goal. Sure, he wants to win a championship, but along the way he wants to prove himself as an established, you know, one of the best defenders in the NBA. That is something he wants to prove night in and night out. And I think that's a big part. It's not the only part, but it's a big part of what has helped this team be 31-13. and Um, That spirit and that sort of approach.
2: There's no question that at this point it feels like you need Dylan Brooks for whatever this is going to be. And you obviously have the question on him with the contract coming up at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But to your point – Listen, last night he takes twelve shots. We'll go all the way through this. That's the it's the fourth most. Uh, 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 ja took nineteen. I got it right here. Bain took seventeen. Jaron took thirteen. Brooks took twelve. That's where you want him in the offensive pecking order. Fourth. Okay. The job is go out and hold the other team's best offensive player. And last night, at the end of that game, he's doing what? The job. So back to your point, how much he believe how much it means to him, right? Defensively. Don't you want that? Right. If you go get another three and D, if you go get a three and D guy to just replace, is it going to have that same spirit to John's point? This is a part of them now. And so if you're Robert Perro or this 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 front office, like that's the question you're asking yourself. Are you the same team without him? Now, we saw Jaron Jackson in that game earlier. Go out, he's guarding Darius Garland, ends up getting a block on him. You know, defensive player of the year, hands down, no question. He's gonna be first team all defense again, and he's gonna be defensive player of the year. That said, Dylan feels just as much a part of this. Now I know metrically, you know, you start going up defensively in the rankings once Jaron got back, right? You were thirtieth with Dylan Brooks on the floor. That said, when you ask him to go do the job, and, and and asking a guy who looks like he's doing what you want of him offensively, yep. still going out and performing at that kind of level defensively, I feel like, John, you need that. Yep. That doesn't feel like something you can just cast away or let walk out of here, and you're the same thing next season. So for for, for eight points, sure, but we know how critical he was to that win. And back to, to underline sort of what you said, how critical he is to this thing going where it's supposed to. We're Listen, what's going to matter more is, is he doing it in the playoffs? Like, that's when the true test comes, right? Uh, again, and that's assuming the Grizzlies don't do anything at the trade deadline. You know, why? Why would you with Dylan at this point? It feels like that's the way it's headed. Where you're gonna be, you're gonna reach the playoffs with him, and the, that's where you'll find out. You know, it, I think that's where you answer the question with some finality, John. of do you need Dylan Brooks going forward? It feels like right now you do.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's he's a, such
2: a part of that team. He's such a part of the DNA of what yeah, they do.
3: I think I think that's a conversation that uh, I assume has has. And had a lot like Tony now, just in that sense. Yeah, now he's going to be more expensive than Tony, but I do think that's the next. Harris year. said he would go into a luxury tax. Well, he's going to have
2: to. He's going to have to. Okc okay. Okay. didn't want to do it back in the day with Harden. Yep, like you don't want to be them, right? And not get one. Or again, you'll make a final decision on this come playoff time. That's where you that that's where you fi- you get your final answer. But yeah man watching him do that interview and see them say first team saw your your clip and him close his eyes like this you know they 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 need him and it feels like right now uh you know the, the the grizzlies need Dylan Brooks in the fold I
3: don't have an example off the top of my head to to refer back to here but I do think you know people were worried about the departures of Melton and Kyle Anderson and and what impacts that that was, that was edge work if any people got too worked up I and mean, we're finding out of course that yeah. Edgework. You could you replace those dudes with, you know, Conchard, uh, Santi. Like you can you can you're p- hoping Zaire
2: takes the stuff. Right.
3: Up. Like you can find the 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 you know ways to plug those I mean, holes. Santi's
2: been a big part of that.
3: He's been huge. He's been absolutely huge. But I think you really have to be careful, and again, I have no window at all. This is purely speculative. I have no window at all into the Grizzlies thinking on this. I don't know. But I think you have to, at some point, recognize and acknowledge that, hey, this is so special what the Grizzlies are doing. You know, the last two seasons. Now, we, this clearly last season was not a fluke. That Dylan is such, is a, is a big enough piece of it that if you let him go or you move off of him or whatever you do, you know, that could have a detrimental impact on the way you play, on the way you win, how often you win with Ja. You you know the floor is high, obviously, but <clears throat> I, I just think you have to be very careful about the ways you choose to, you know, manage this group over the, le- the next four to five years. And, and and who you pay and who you don't. It would be different to me if I saw a Dylan Brooks
2: that is now fourth in the pecking order offensively, and because of that I saw a drop off on the other end from him. Does that Absolutely. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you don't see that. Nope. You see him stepping up when they need you out on the perimeter, getting the big block in a game where, yes, offensively you got eight points. Like you know what I'm saying? That's that's an engagement level that you you want around. You know, Dylan Brooks is the one that's talked about dynasty. And listen, to do that, you know, whether a guy's got to take a little less or whatever else, we saw Clay Thompson make a sacrifice early on in his career to help them keep that back together. You know, that's going to be part of this too because there is a, there is a possibility you can get more on the open market. But doesn't that look like a guy that's locked into right now exactly where you want him? Uh, and, and a guy that's engaged in, in, and accepted that role. Yep. Like, that was going to be the only question on Dylan is, are you still going to do that because it runs counter to individual goals, you getting out on the market, you want to show everybody you can average 20-something, right, and, and be a great defender. Yep. Right now he's fourth in the pecking order. Like that—that that goes again. That tells me a guy's locked in. I want guys like that on the team. And didn't uh, Brian Scalabrine, we'll talk to at 125, always say you need one of them crazy dudes on your team too. And, and if and you, I say crazy, there in the best of ways. Well, I agree, yeah, with the most utmost respect, that wild card guy who who wants it, who wants to be out there on Darius Garland or LeBron James or whoever it is at the end of a game.
3: Well, and again, like, like you need that guy. Yeah, like he has such a. And look, I've been a guy. I didn't think
2: this was going to be all about Dylan, but I I think we are hitting on something here.
3: Well, look. We, we there there are a lot of things that we already know. There Last are a lot, night
2: sort of encapsulated.
3: Yeah, like there are a lot of things about the Grizzlies that don't need repeating. You know, we know that Jaron is key defensively. We know that Ja is everything. We know that Desmond Bain is a is a legitimate, you know, top twenty scorer in the NBA. Like we now know these things. But I think there are still questions about all right, around them, you know, we've gone back and forth about what the Grizzlies are gonna do with Dylan. I think there was a time where we assumed they would not. They would not keep him and not hold on to him past this deadline or this year or whatever, because he is going to be a free agent. Well, especially with Bain's emergence, right, right through the last couple of years, <laughs> yes, said that
2: that was a thought that, that was a strong possibility to move on.
3: But I do, I think there is, I think he brings something that's damn near almost unquantifiable to the Grizzlies. Um, there's a, you know, and I even go back to that playoff game where he was the number one option with no jaw and they didn't win, but like he was keeping them in it single-handedly and he wasn't perfect and he it dribbled it he dribbled it off his foot and all of that I get it but I just think he brings but, but think something about too, in, intangible he
2: does but think about the to your point the growth and the mindset change that has to happen after you played like that mm-hmm. against Utah right you were right there with Jai it was you and him yeah and 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 now to say no 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 where we need you offensively is behind Jared and behind Bain yep and obviously behind Jada before he had to accept that he did right and, and, and with having some previous history being pretty damn good when he's been a, a go-to guy and so listen that shows you growth too that shows me a guy that's that wants to be a a, a part of this in whatever role you have him in right now right now he's thriving I'm, I'm glad we spent the time because I'm with you on that video you saw him close his eyes you see how much it means yeah. to him and right? I think- and, and, and I don't think you're the same team without him does that mean you can't win a championship without Dylan Brooks no but you know, your best shot yeah, probably with him.
3: It's not my money, so it's easy for me to say in sure. this spot. But I think this is a th- – and maybe this isn't even a controversial statement. Maybe this is something that's just presumed and, and will happen. But I just feel like this is a group that you go all in with, you know, that you say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep this nucleus together and to keep this team together. We're not talking about, like, everybody on the roster, but, you know, the components of it. He's one of them. Yes. He, undeniably, he is a component of this team who's going to defend the other team's best player. Like, you don't have another guy who can do that. Well, just think about it. You have maybe
2: the best backcourt in the league with Bain and Ja, yep. and then with Dylan and Jaren, yep. you've got one of the best defensive combos in the league. It's facts. Right? So it, it
3: fits in a way yep. that it wouldn't look the same without him. Yep. I think there's there's another <clears throat> there's another piece of last night that we should touch on too. And it's it's it, it's not something that we've talked about often, but you know, Stephen Adams had the game winner last night. Yes. And you can't have this is going to be very controversial. You can't have a game winner if you're on the bench. But he was not on the bench. He was on the court. Mm-hmm. And the the question becomes we've sort of assumed, hey, late in games, you can't keep him on the floor because of his free-throw woes. But are we getting to a point now where Steven Adams also has to be on the floor at the end of games for the Grizzlies? Well, or was that a matchup-based game That's where I was
2: going to go, is that on some night, I mean, you got you got freaking Mobley out there and you got Jared Allen right. in, in a game where, and, and Jaron Jackson's having to play through foul trouble, obviously. Uh, he was critical there. Especially in that matchup, John. I, I, listen, there are going to be. Are there times where you can finish off with Jaron and Brandon Clark? Absolutely, they are. But Stephen Adams showed you too because of his way to offensive, the, uh, his his skill as an offensive rebounder. There's going to be games like that where having him in the end at one, that's those second and third chances, could be the difference in a game. So, so I'm with you. But it just shows you why it it, it can be important to have Stephen Adams on the floor late, and why that whole you know pop doing the hack of Adams. Thing might be something you want to pay attention to later on, because again, Steven Adams on the floor, late in games, can help you. We just saw it last night.
3: Yeah, so I thought it was a, I thought it was a great win, um, an illustrative win, a revealing win in some ways. How about Cle-
2: that Cleveland team, and that was without Donovan Mitchell?
3: No, I like them a lot, man. Like I that's,
2: do. you'd think that team could do some damage in the East, but you know, you'd certainly still put them below the. The Bucks and the and the Celtics. But that that team with Donovan Mitchell is there. different and, and I guess my, you're gonna slide Karis Levert back down to the bench, put Donovan back in there. I saw the other night LeVert had eight. So you're not getting that Karis Levert every night, you know, that, that starter Karis Levert, that grizz killer Karis Levert. But man do they have some pieces. They are that they're, they're kinda of, they're fun to watch. I love Garland. Oh yeah. Uh, the dude's unflappable. Like no, he did I mean, I think. Like uh, he, he, I guess he was a little bit discombobulated there late. Maybe the most I'd seen him this season.
3: But I, I mean, I asked Trista. He's I said, so smooth. Is it too soon? And it, it probably is. It probably is too soon. But I mean, you just look at that team, and and, and if Donovan were in there, you know, as a, it's scary. I mean, they they a are good.
2: Going four four from three and giving seventeen yesterday. I was like, what,
3: what did Kevin Love play?
2: Uh, yeah, nine minutes, yeah. six points.
3: I mean, he, but he's a he's a guy that can come in and you know he has before.
2: He's heard us from three
3: before. Yeah, knock some shots down. So they don't have much of a bench. That's right. the, that 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 becomes the yeah, issue. It's like Seti Osman and and uh, Kevin Love and Rubio and Laver- Rub- Rubio La- came in and got him right back in it. Didn't seven. he? Seven. He had seven. Yeah, yeah, he he's still like minus five in four. A row.
2: Yeah, he did. You oh, gave him a little spark.
3: Still though, like I said, Lavert off the bench ain't Lavert as a starter. No, that's true. That's very true. But the, the, anyway, it's it, it was it was a nice win last night, 11 in a row going for the franchise record tomorrow night against the Lake Show on ESPN, I believe. Yeah. I
2: think it's, what, it's three of the next five are on some sort of national television or, or yeah. NBA TV or, so, yeah, Los, uh, LA's ESPN, Golden State's ESPN, Sacramento, Minnesota. These are all road games, by the way, are both NBA TV. Yeah. So the Phoenix one is the only one that's not technically on.
3: Yeah. So anyway, great win national last night. For the Grizzlies, we'll come back talk to Drew Hill about that uh, rest of uh, rest of the way, the streak, how long it can keep going, all that and more. Stick around, Jason and John, 98.0 FM, ESPN.
2: Yeah, the NFL playoffs are heating up, and with Fanduel, every play is a rush. New customers join today so you can bet the divisional round with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the promo code. J. Smith. That's J S M I T H. FanDuel makes it easy. They're America's number one sports book. They got all your favorite bets from moneyline to point spreads to player props. And think about it. $150 in free bets go a long way this weekend. You've got some great games. Plus with FanDuel, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Those same game parlays great little way. Put a couple dollars went down, pit win you a nice little tank of gas, or you can go more go for more. So football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, Again, with promo code JSmith. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Official Sportsbook partner of the NFL. Number 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789.
4: I'm Chelsea Messenger, helping you beat the books with Beck The Boston Bruins have been the NHL's best team this season and they're on a hot streak. The Bruins are in New York to face the Rangers and Boston has won seven of the last eight, including a 4-1 win over the Islanders Wednesday night. With the money line at just minus 110 for the Bruins, it's a rare opportunity to get the best team in hockey at a cheap price. Today's BetQL five-star best bet in the NHL is taking Boston on the money line over the ring.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Drew Hill covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. He joins us every single Thursday and he joins us now. Drew, what's up, dog? What's up? How are you? 11 in a row. No, it's of a Have you ever done anything eleven straight times? Uh man, I don't know. No, probably not. I'm not that <laughs> consistent. That's right. What what is it about the Grizzlies that makes them so consistent? Oh man. I mean they just have
5: ours that show up on a nightly basis. I mean, you just know what you're going to get from so many of their guys. Um, I think you saw that with Steven Adams last night, too, uh, who was, in my opinion, maybe the story of the game, even though he doesn't, like, go crazy in the box score. Like, that was the idea of Steven Adams when, I guess, they made that trade. Not that Valanciunas wasn't doing similar things, but like, the, his ability to pair with Jaw and screen and finish behind him, and do you know, like it's just, it's really impressive, and it's great coaching, and the way that they were able to close that game with Dylan making a play on defense and Jaron making a play on defense, and Stephen Adams and John Morant combining in the pick and roll is just like textbook chef's kiss Memphis Grizzlies. Um, and it was just a fun game to be at, honestly. It was just a great high-level basketball game.
2: Uh, what would you make of Jaren's and the teams handling his, you know, his, his foul trouble last night? Because there at the end, I mean, he was able to play through it and give you, you just mentioned it, you know, a huge block, and then you're able to get the five-second violation. I thought, you know, playing through, through that foul trouble, yeah, you're, you're hoping not to do, have to do that every night, but that certainly seemed hugely important to getting that win.
5: Yeah, sometimes I think it frustrates uh some Grizzlies fans that they tend to pull him out of the game so quickly um because you know, if you let him sit on the bench for an extended period of time with four fouls and he never fouls out, then now you've sat him more minutes than he, you know, than maybe you should have cuz he could have played more. So, I mean, that's always a tough difficult question, but if you're Taylor Jenkins, like what you saw last night, it, it kind of proves your point that maybe you do want him out there for the final few minutes. Yep. Cause without him, I mean, everybody talks about the block. He stopped Darius Garland on the possession right before that too. Uh, he had to stop him twice in order to, uh, to give the Grizzlies a chance to make the game winner. So it's really impressive. 15 straight games, by the way, with multiple blocks for Jaron Jackson, Jr. Just crushing the franchise records. Not even close. I checked the uh, Defensive Player of the Year odds again this morning, um, and he's like the runaway favorite at this point. So, or at least for now. So
3: it is. Uh, it's really, really impressive what he's done. Hey, I don't. I don't want anybody who who listens to this show to try to say we didn't warn him. How many conversations did we have about how the market was undervaluing the Grizzlies? Like up up to like a month ago, when they were like plus sixteen hundred to win the championship, or. Or plus sixty hundred to win the West. I mean, and you look at all the odds now; they've been cut in half or worse. I mean, we told people, man, we told people that that the market is sleeping on the Grizzlies because they're not healthy. And now, look, you missed the boat.
5: I thought you were talking about Jared John because I don't know. I might have to go check the receipts. I don't think you were the biggest Jared Jackson Jr. fan a couple years ago, or even last no, season.
3: I wasn't. I one hundred percent raised my hand, and, and and a lot of it was durability related. But a lot of it too That's was well, a lot. A lot of yeah. it too was threes and and his inconsistency there from three. Um, but he did hit a big one. Was it in the third quarter last night? Maybe it was early fourth. Um, so no, I mean I mea culpa for sure for me on Jared. I mean he's a huge part of this. Um, but 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 in terms of the Grizzlies at large, I mean if you don't, if you haven't bet on them yet, you know you probably you probably have missed the boat because. I don't know, it might get better. I mean, this is probably last. Uh, this is the last stop before it starts to get, you know, real serious for the Grizzlies, right? I mean, it's going to get worse and worse, the odds for the Grizz.
5: Oh, yeah, uh, especially if they continue to stay atop the West. I mean, we'll see what happens on this, uh, this road trip here. They did not have a good road trip out West. They talked about it a lot last night, Mentions, you know, we know what happened the last time we went out there. We were not ready. We lost our swagger. We just did not play well at all. We cannot let that happen this time. At least, you know, um, you feel like uh, before it was, every game was on national TV. You're playing on Christmas, first ever Christmas Day game. So you're like, ah, they're not, at least they're not lacking motivation, but they went out and played like crap. And now they go on this road trip and it doesn't have quite the same pizzazz. But, at least you are going for the franchise win streak against the Lakers on Friday night. So that gives you at least something. Um, but L.A. and Phoenix with a young team, it's a little dangerous, man, um, some of these trips. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes for them. Uh,
2: when's it going to be safe to ask Taylor Jenkins about this, uh, you know, the possibility of coach. When's it going to be safe again to ask him about the possibility of coaching this All-Star game? You know, I, I know he's he's down, he's gone to it. To you know, to the extreme to downplay it, right, Drew? But it's certainly – you know, especially because yeah. – and Mike Malone's been there and done it, and I was listening to Giannotto tell us yesterday that Malone's actually – his wife want, doesn't want him to do it anyway because he's got some daughter thing to be at or something. It would be so great. I know he's downplaying it, but if you could get Taylor Jenkins in this All-Star game, if they can keep this going.
5: Yeah, to answer the safe part, I don't think it'll ever be like <laughs> – I think he'll downplay it until the very yeah. end. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, that's just Taylor. He doesn't want the attention on him. Yep. Um, he he deserves more credit than he gets, but he's very happy to pass the credit along to his players. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, you know, I, I, this is actually a point that Greg Popovich made when he was in town. And he said, you know, Taylor, he just shut up and listened when he was with us. When he was an intern, he listened. And there's so much value in being somebody that listens and somebody that's not you know, trying to interject or put themselves at the front of every single conversation. Um, and that's sort of how you you can tell who the smart people in the room are at times. And so um, Taylor is is one of the people that, that listens. And then you ask the players, like I talked to Tyus Jones, because Trey Jones, his younger brother, plays for the Spurs. I said, have you guys ever talked about, you know, the similarities between Greg and between Taylor and he's like, yeah, I mean, both of them are just extreme players, first coaches. Like they will always try to hide themselves. They won't answer the questions and, you know, anything that could potentially be about them, they're just going to push onto their players. And so I think that's what you're seeing from Taylor. Like he just, he's going to avoid that until what feels like the very end, but his players have spoken up for him. Like they, they definitely want him in the all-star game. Mm -hmm. And it looked like Minnesota maybe had a chance to get Denver last night, but it fell apart in the final minutes.
3: So it's going to be a tight race. We're talking to Drew Hill, covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. There was a time, um, you know, an ownership group ago where the Grizzlies going into the luxury tax was, A, totally, like, not necessary, but, B, even if it was, just it was was not a conversation. It was a non-starter. Michael Heisley was sort of known – uh, the late great Michael Heisley was sort of known as just being a guy that was not going to do that. He was not going to spend any more money than he absolutely had to. Um, I, I don't know if those conversations I assume those conversations have had to have been had with the Grizzlies right now because they know what their books look like and they know what they're going to have to do Desmond. both with Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. Do you think they have just decided, um, hey, we're we're going to g- do what we have to do, even if that means going to the luxury tax to to keep this Grizzlies core together? Like, what, what would just be your your read on that situation?
5: Yes, I think they have. I think they have just decided that they're going to keep this Grizzlies core together. I mean, they are going to have to pay Desmond Bain. And, man, that's going to be a big payday, you know. And trust me, they know it's coming. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I had the chance to uh, – I've got some good Desmond Bain stuff on the way that I'm really excited about. But, um, but the, yeah, that's going to be a pricey payday uh, for Desmond Bain for sure. And then Dylan – I mean, who knows what that contract will look like. He's obviously got to play out the rest of the season, and then they'll end up having to negotiate. Um, but if they want to, 100%, they, they can keep them together. And they haven't indicated anything other than the fact that they, they want to keep the core together. So, yeah, I, I, I do think that they're going to be willing to spend into the luxury tax um, in order to keep this team together. And you have right now what looks like a, a team that has the best chance in franchise history maybe to go win the NBA finals. And like when you have the opportunity and it is in front of you, when the window is open, you have to do everything you can to fight, to keep that window open. And uh, you would hope that your ownership group is willing to do that. Otherwise, you know, it, it it, it puts the fans in a tough spot, you know, because they, they want to be competitive and they want to see the Grizzlies win the championship, uh, you know, the same way that the players do. So, It'll be on the ownership to make sure that these guys stay together. And right now, they've said all the right things and and seem to have indicated that they're willing to do that.
2: Drew, that man who had 16 last night, I think went, what, four of six from three, had 17, I think, against Indiana. Is he Santi Claus or is he Slim Spain now that we're on into this season?
4: Okay,
5: well, Slim Spain is, first of all, better than Santi Claus Mm -hmm. for sure. I'm telling you guys. That dude, Santi has more swag than anybody knows about like he is a sneaky sneaky trash talker out there he has more technicals than i think everybody besides uh dylan brooks and jaw um and so like i'm telling you he's like crazy competitive he's in there talking smack with steve-o all the time like steve-o has taught him all these one-liners and all this other stuff, Um, like there is something about Santi that you just can't really pick up just by watching uh, or just like looking at him that you don't, I guess, anticipate, but it just surprises when he's out there. And he has the game that matches it too. Like he'll he'll be out there and he'll just throw a random behind-the-back pass or make that incredible save, I can't remember what game that was, um, that almost resulted in another three-pointer and it'll wow you, and you'll be like, where the hell did that come from, Santi? Like, what? And you see it in the locker room, too. Like, they they all know that Santi has a little bit more swag than anybody realizes, but he only leads on. He only lets you see it every once in a while. And last night when he goes for the in-between, or the -the between-the-legs East Bay dunk after the whistle was just a taste of that. Like, I, I mean, he's 22 years old. It's so easy to forget that, like, I don't know, because I, I just don't think of him as a 22-year-old because of, he seems very mature and like put together very well. But he has a long way to go uh, in his game. He could turn out to be a really, really good player.
3: Yeah, we're talking to Drew Hill, covers the Memphis Grizzlies here uh, for the Daily Memphian, and joins us every single Thursday on the show. We were having a conversation yesterday about just sort of how we talk about the Grizzlies now and how while – you know, it kind of does feel like uh, another 11-game win streak for the Grizz. You know, it's almost to the point now where it's becoming not expected. I don't think people expect the Grizzlies to go on 11-game win-, win streaks all the time, but it's almost like ho-hum now in the regular season. And my, my my sort of sense on this and the way I feel about it is, okay, every single year the Grizzlies have taken that step, um, you know, the progressive step in the postseason. So they were in the play-in then they were in the first round, then they got to the second round, and now, you know, they're two in the West. I mean, is not and should the, ex- should the expectation not be Western Conference finals and anything short of that has to be considered? Look, and it's all contextual. It's not end-of-the-world stuff, but a disappointment given how good the Grizzlies clearly are. Yeah, sure. I think that's fair.
5: Um... The, you got to give it context, right? Somebody gets hurt. So of course. Changes sure.
3: things. Yes. Like, but, like, a fully uh, healthy, a full complement of, of, of everything they have right now, right? Like, like I feel like the, the time for, oh, this is cute, what the Grizzlies are doing, that's, like, that time is over.
5: Yes. No, I, I agree with that. I, I'll say this, though. Like, the West does have a lot of good teams. Um, I don't think that there's shame per se in if like the Clippers get fully healthy and they look really good and they go to a finals run and they get you in the second round. Like, I don't think that'll happen, but if that does happen, you kind of just, you're okay with it. Right. Um, I don't think that it it stings quite as bad. Um, but the expectation, the goal should be like, we have a a real chance to get to the finals guys. Like you at least need to make it to the Western conference finals. Um, and, and be in the position to potentially go play for a championship and have that on the line because you've consistently been one of the very best teams in the West each of the last two seasons now. And last year, I mean, you don't want to make excuses for them, but they did have so many things sort of break the wrong way at the worst possible time, whether it was Dylan's suspension or the jaw injury or Desmond's Bain, Desmond Bain's back being a problem or, um, you know, Dylan Brooks being suspended or Steven Adams getting COVID. So, like, they did have a lot of things that went wrong for them. They were right there. They had a real chance to do it last year. You'd like to just see them get over the hump and get to the Western Conference Finals. I'm with you there.
2: I will say, too, that it's uh, – I've been watching this Denver team and we're watching them because you're trying to get out ahead of them. You just can't do it right now because they're just as hot. It's not just Jokic getting triple-doubles and and them winning. It feels like, to me, Drew – uh, and maybe you've you've watched some of them too. I wonder if you agree. Like Jamal Murray, I know it's it's eighteen nineteen points, but last night he took over down the stretch. You're right. Minnesota had a chance to beat them, and it wasn't just Jokic. It was Jamal Murray taking over down the stretch. I I just I I say that to say this. It's it. I look over there, and that looks like it's sustainable all the way through if they're going to get that level of Jamal Murray.
5: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're they're legit. They're the real deal. <clears throat> this was like sort of the time of the year too. I wanted to see them continue to play really right. well because yeah. I wasn't as big of a believer in the Nuggets. I would say coming into the season as some others were. I know Chris Harrington was really high on the Nuggets, so you know, kudos to him for for, for thinking sure. that through. But um, I, they played a pretty weak schedule early on, although a lot of it was road games, and then now they've they've played some real competition and they just continue to win. And, yeah, uh, it, it looks very sustainable. Like, what, what Aaron Gordon brings to them is really impressive. Yep. Like, having Bones Highland there, um, especially, like, off the bench is great. Um, they just have a lot of different weapons. And then you're led by a guy that statistically is the most dominant player in the league yet again. Um, it is just so hard when you – and as somebody that's done this, like, that, that has had a chance to vote for the NBA awards and stuff, when you look at the actual numbers, like the on off numbers for Jokic yeah. and, and it, all the efficiency numbers and all that, it's just so hard to land on players other than him because the statistics jump off the page at such a crazy rate um, that you may not notice him as much because he's not flashy, but he's just a ridiculously efficient, good player. And like combine all that. Together and they just have a really, really good team. I, I still think Memphis can win a playoff series against them, though. I, I, I believe that.
2: Yeah,
3: he, uh, hopefully we get to see. Hell of a run here, hey Drew. Appreciate the time. Thank as you always. so much, brother. We'll be looking for the uh, yeah. for the work on D. Bain. Great stuff. To it.
5: Yeah, hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. But thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Yes, okay. sir.
3: He is Drew Hill, joining every single Thursday here on the show to break down the Grizz. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just one of those things where it's becoming. You know, increasingly clear that the top two teams in the West are the Grizzlies in Denver and yeah.
2: What's that uh, lead now? That you know that divide between six games.
3: Yeah, that's a big that's a big Sa- number in, Sa- in January. And Sacramento's won five in a row, and they're still six back. Yeah, the
2: Pelicans have. I'm they fall off at all? They're going. They're going to drop back. Like I'll be real with this you. Pace. I
3: just don't see this changing. I don't see. I know it's only January, but I just don't see this top two changing. It may. It may be Grizz one Nuggets two, but I don't believe in the Kings like that. Uh, Pelicans have injury issues with Brandon Ingram and Zion. Yeah,
2: they're three and seven last town.
3: Mavs are mediocre as hell. He wants help. Warriors are hurt um, and perpetually hurt, and maybe they're not even like right. And then Jazz and Clippers. Clippers stink. I mean, uh, maybe they turn it on, but I just haven't seen anything from them. That no, and I think it's a them. mess
2: even when they got Kawhi and Paul out there.
3: Yeah, so I just I feel like it's going to be Nuggets and Grizz, some order of those two, um, and then. So right now the Grizzlies would be in a 2-7 with the Jazz. I mean, that would be a competitive series, but I just don't think the Jazz are beating the Grizzlies in a 7 game series. Um, and then you would play you would play the 4-5, right? The winner of the 4-5 and that would be Pels or Mavs. Uh, I mean, that's you know depending on health, that could be a tough one.
2: I mean, again with play-in stuff, you can't assume
3: that you're going to just get right? Well, playing right now is the Thunder, the T Wolves at ten, nine, and ten. Right?
2: Yeah. Well, no, don't they all? They all play in for eight and for seven and eight, don't they?
3: Well, that's true. Yeah, good point. So they, there could that's be, so You don't know yeah. who it's
2: going to be at that yeah. point. You would assume it's the team with the with that's, no, that's in the fair. seventh yeah, in yeah, the yeah. standings, but it's it's wide open once you get into that.
3: Yeah, you're right. I mean, one of those teams could turn it on and and sneak in as the seven there. Whether it's the, yeah, exactly. But I ain't worried about the Thunder. You know, T Wolves. They already beat the T Wolves last year. The T Wolves were better last year.
2: Well, you'd expect Phoenix to come back up once Chris and Devin get back, right? That's true. Some of these That's teams true. are going to be out of there. I wouldn't suspect. I mean, the way the Wolves
3: are playing, the, I would not want to see the Suns in a 2 7 first round matchup. I'll tell you that. I mean, with, you know, because they're going be, to be the best seven seed in the history of the so I But I don't think they're going to be the seven seed. I mean, I think they're going to, when, when those guys get back, they will be better than that.
2: Yeah, they can get up to the six. They can get past the Jazz, who are at 500, mm-hmm. once you get them back. But again, what's the you know that's groin injury with Devin, and right. this can take a while.
3: Oh, but that's that's one I would certainly want to avoid there. Oh, <laughs> that would not be fun. Anyway, uh, thanks to Drew Hill for joining yeah, us on him. the show. Brian Scalabrini will join us at one twenty-five. We'll continue yeah, yeah, this yeah, gris yeah. conversation with him. Celtics playing the Warriors tonight. We'll get into all that and more. Stick around, Jason and John, how to FM, ESPN.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
3: Two days from today, the Live Love Memphis and the Live Love DeSoto groups, the real estate agents, are going to be hosting a free seminar about your first home, where you can learn about the important parts and factors when it comes to buying a home, the home buying process, how much home you can afford, how to qualify for a home mortgage loan program specifically designed for first-time home buyers. the local housing market they're doing this all for free saturday january 21st at Shelby farms in the buffalo room from 12 to 2
2: yeah they're going to feed you Uh, so they're providing lunch like i said you get a a lunch with the education and hopefully you're going to come out there out of there with a pathway to your first home jennifer is certainly the one that can do it for you i the very important part for me to tell you in this is to email this address if you want to go. Info at LiveLoveMemphis.com. Again, that email address is info at LiveLoveMemphis.com because you got to get registered. And in doing so, you're going to put the word seminar in the subject line. They're going to send you the registration link, and then boom, you're in. Super valuable opportunity for potential first time home buyers. Go let Jennifer Carstenson show you the way telling you, she changed my life. She'll change yours as well. You can call her up at 625-5200. Again, 625-5200. It is the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency.
3: Uh, officially, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did fire Byron Leftwich uh, after four seasons as, as, uh, as the O.C. Huh? Come
2: on to the Bears, Byron.
3: I don't we'll think, take him. I don't, we'll think, I don't think Byron's going to get an O.C. job. That's the sad part. I don't think he's going to be clamored for out there. He might be able to be like a quarterbacks coach or something like that. I don't, I don't think he's getting another shot to call plays for the time being. It looked really bad. That ain't his fault, fool. He's working saying, with a 46-year-old quarterback. But he's not going to get the benefit of that doubt, though. <clears throat> you know, they're going to yeah. say – they're gonna say, Blame the brother. Byron, That's what the NFL loves to well, do. It. They're just going to say Byron benefited from Tom Brady that first year or two and that, uh, you know, as soon as he dropped off, it looked really bad.
2: Was he out there when
3: Jameis was throwing for 5,000 and 30 picks and 30 touchdowns? Uh, left which was, uh, he was credited with merging the no-risk-it-no-biscuit offense under Arians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so four seasons. I think he only had, a, he had one year then.
2: Tom loved him enough to hug him after every comeback win they had, but not enough to save, huh?
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.